I'm Ryan, and welcome back to the Hufflecast. We're back for another week of Talking Nerdy. Do you know what comes out today? It's the next Marvel movie. But no, it's not part of the MCU. It's part of 20th Century Fox. It is the day of X-Men Apocalypse. We've been waiting a long time for this. Well, not really. We've been waiting since basically Days of Futures Past. And now we finally have it. A continuation of the X-Men series that started with X-Men First Class, went to Days of Future Past, and now goes into X-Men Apocalypse. What happened is, I know there's three other movies technically in the X-Men universe. There's X-Men, X-2, and then X-Men Last Stand. There's also the Wolverine movies. Problem is, if you guys haven't seen Days of Futures Past, this is going to be spoilers, just a forewarning. So what happens in Days of Futures Past is that they basically end up resetting the entire X-Men universe the way it ended and make X-Men, X2, Wolverine, Last Stand, all of those movies are gone. We don't have to pay attention to any of them. The only movies that actually matter anymore are First Class, um, Days of Futures Past, and now Apocalypse. This wonderfully, wonderfully made a reset for Wolverine, so potentially with the new Wolverine movie, which is supposed to be Old Man Logan, we will be going with this new continuity of the X-Men series, which is actually fantastic. I like it a lot better than the old series, which wasn't really that good. There's nothing super quality about it. They ruined the comics. They ruined just a lot of stuff with the older three movies. We also have had a Deadpool movie and that's part of I think the new universe I don't know if that's confirmed or not we do see Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead who is Apocalypse well Apocalypse as you can see from the first trailers is supposed to be the first ever mutant he is the father of mutants the mutant god basically he has all the power he ever wants to he is the equivalent of dc's dark side so if you know who dark side is it's kind of the same character as apocalypse he apocalypse is a big blue character who is super strong and super powerful in this movie they've kind of made him a lot smaller which has me slightly disappointed is that apocalypse is not as large of a presence quite literally who are the Four Horsemen? Well, the Four Horsemen, as you've already seen by the trailer, the trailer's pretty well explained this. They are the four representatives that Apocalypse has each time he becomes incarnate. He ends up sending four very powerful mutants, recreates them in his own image, basically brainwashes them, and makes them super strong. And they can do basically anything. To my knowledge, I the only one who I think was actually a member of the Horsemen, according to the comics and the old series, is, would have been Angel, who's the guy with the wings. The others, Storm, Magneto, and Psylocke, I'm not actually sure they were original Horsemen, so I could be wrong on that. Tell me if I am down in the comments. What can the X-Men do against five mutants that are this powerful? We'll just have to wait and see. I discovered something. There are real-life mutants in our world. I mean, like, I've heard, like, different things, but no, I mean, like, 100% real-life mutants. 
one of the I found five really cool mutants, real life people who have basically superpowers. My first one, Das Uba Baby. That's what they that's what they said that's what they called him online. He was born in 1999, so he's a few years younger than I am. He's a little German boy. Doctors noticed that for a baby, he was very very strong, like incredibly strong compared to other children. They did some research. He had a genetic mutation that changes the way his body controls muscle growth. Farmers have been doing this for years with what are called super cows. And they basically just engineer so there's more muscle on the cows. It just happens that this was a natural mutation in a small child. The eventual outcome of the mutation is unknown. And as of 2008, I couldn't find any more recent data. The next one that I want to talk about, what I have nicknamed the Fire Monks. There's a couple other nicknames out there for them, but I call them the Fire Monks. They are Buddhist monks who can meditate super, super well. And they end up um, doing something really, really cool. Actually, it's super underwhelming compared to the rest of the people on this list. But what they do is called Tamamo? I'm probably really, really butchering that, and I apologize. They lower their metabolism by 64%, whatever that means. They can also increase the temperatures in their toes and fingers by 17 degrees. It's not actually as cool as it initially sounds. I know I was looking at it, and I was just like, oh, wait a minute. That's really super underwhelming. The next one, we have the Iceman. Now, Wim Hof, he's another German. He holds t over 20 world records for different things involving ice and the cold. One of them that he has is the longest ice bath at one time, which was an hour, 13 minutes, and 48 seconds. He sat in ice for over an hour, literally just sat in it. Another one, he has a record for standing on ice for one hour and 44 minutes. He stood on ice for almost two hours, just flat-footed, just stood on it. One of the cool things about Wim is that he was tested by an American show called Fact or Faked. I've never seen it, but the articles talked about this, is that when um, they actually wanted to test if he was really a legitimate, able to withstand cold, or if not, and he passed with flying colors. They said that he legitimately could control like his metabolism and his um, heart rate and his adrenaline and just prevent it from happening until after he was done dealing with the cold. Real life Forrest Gump. There's actually a guy named Dean Kranz. I really mess up his name and I'm sorry. Dean is 54 and he can run without lactic acid building up. And why I called him the real life Forrest Gump is because everyone who's seen Forrest Gump remembers that he ends up just running across the country for a long period of time. Well, this guy can actually do that. What lactic acid is, it's an acid that makes your muscles seize up once you've been exercising. And runners get it a lot. It's a significant problem. And when I ran in cross country, we talked about it quite a bit. His body is able to process it super fast. So his muscles almost never seize up. He can go a super, super long way while still being hydrated and not getting tired because of the way his body processes lactic acid. He went 350 miles in 80 hours and 44 minutes without sleep. That's how well his body can process. 
and he ran a 135 ultra marathon in Death Valley, California, which is the hottest point in the U.S., with temps of 120 degrees plus throughout the day. Can you believe that? Running in 120 degrees, and he ran 135 miles? The last one I want to talk to you about is Daredevil. No, I'm not talking about the Netflix series, no matter how cool it is. I'm talking about Esko Ronenbakken. I probably messed that one up too. He's from Norway. He pulls off stunts including tightrope walking between two hot air balloons, piling a bunch of chairs on a cliff edge over a 3,500 foot drop. He's done other stunts, but those are two of the most astounding. His body does not create excess adrenaline like most of us. Our fear would kick in, but that's why I called him Daredevil, because he's the man without fear. He literally can ignore the, like, his body does not have that excess adrenaline that most of us have, and no normal fear only after the act does the adrenaline kick in, and scientists have looked at him and done studies, and they're like, yeah, this guy's legit. So there you go, guys. Those are five real-life superhero mutants. I gotta go, but I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm Ryan, and thanks for joining me on the Hufflecast. I will look for you. I will find you.